You are listening to the Atomic Podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Ephraim Guzman. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast coming to you live from Delavan, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Ephraim Guzman. My guest today, she is back once again, ladies and gentlemen, the Brazilian Wonder Woman. If they, you know, there's a Brazilian Wonder Woman out there, art, an artwork, they should do an artwork of her. Christy James, Christy, how are you? And welcome back yet again. I am doing great, and thank you for having me back. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, DC Comic just came out with yes. a Brazilian Wonder Woman. Uh-huh, yeah. um, but it's interesting because if you use the hashtag Brazilian Wonder Woman, my name, like, the majority of the pictures are all mine. Like, yes. even if you type it into Google, like, I am the first thing that pops up because... I have been using that hashtag long before they even conceived the Brazilian Wonder Woman. Yep. And speaking about that, how do you feel about that? What's your thoughts on that? I think it's pretty cool, you know. Um, like, Wonder Woman is an Amazonian, and so always when I was young, I used to be like, oh, she's from the Amazon, of course, you know. Yeah. And I think it's cool that they've actually made one from, you know, the Amazon in Brazil from a tribe, so it's cool. How do you feel um, the, representation, the representation will be for a lot of young Brazilian girls out there, like they can see a little Brazilian Wonder Woman? Yeah, I think it'll be a really cool. Every culture and a race loves to see, especially kids, you know, they like to see things that they can easily relate to. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a positive thing. Yeah. Um, I haven't spoke to you in a while, but I want to definitely talk to you about um, how you've been hanging out. Well, I don't want to say hanging out, but how you've been doing with the whole quarantine pandemic like travel wise and how has that affected you personally professionally or whatever like how how you've been adjusting with that um i think professionally like most wrestlers or entertainers they've you know definitely been highly affected by it um this used to be something i used to be able to pay my bills with and now i can no longer do that so um that's been a huge like downfall but other than that and not being able to like train like I used to and um not having as many matches or bookings as I used to is probably the biggest difference other than that um it's been kind of kind of the same really okay um yeah um, how, um, what are your thoughts on AEW and how you felt being a part of it and this year? Like, how does it feel? You know, it was really, really cool. Like, 2020 started off really great for me. Um, surprisingly great. Mm-hmm. And then it was just kind of like July hit and it took a downfall. And it was really weird how it all happened and it all went down. But it was... 
it was nice to be a part of AEW um, when all the pandemic started and things started shutting down and we all thought, you know, we weren't going to be able to like wrestle again for a really long time. It was nice to be a part of a group, something that uh, was still trying to bring a little sense of normalcy into people's lives. Yeah, I know it's really cool seeing you there on a on a on a big platform where it's like, you know, it's on YouTube and you know, people can watch it on TNT. So it was really right. cool seeing you like that. Did you feel um if people didn't know who you was now, did you feel like you got more exposure or did it like do you do you feel like any change in you become you be you being involved in television wise? Did you feel like any difference? Was it any difference? No. No, nothing. I don't. <laughs> no? I don't feel any different <laughs> like I'm a very like very I'm a re- I tell people all the time I'm a real person right mm-hmm. like yeah. fame doesn't really get to me or get to my head people are like oh but you're on tv now and it's like people feel to remember that I've been on tv before this pandemic I was all over TV in Mexico. Yeah. So it's, it wasn't um, performing in front of an audience, like a huge audience isn't new to me. I was very fortunate that I was able to wrestle with some of the best promotions Mexico has to offer. So I've always had that. Um, so it was pretty, pretty cool. I did get a lot of people that uh you know, didn't know me from Mexico and they were just, you know, WWE strict followers. That's the only thing they watch. They don't watch indie wrestling. So it did open up that fan base to me uh, from the fans that just watch wrestling on TV opposed to, you know, following the indie circuit. But it wasn't, it wasn't that different for me. Um, it was a really, it was cool, and it was a great opportunity, uh, and the, like, to be able to have, you know, Cody Rhodes and um, Kenny Omega and uh, Dustin Rhodes and Chris Jericho, like, there, Jerry Lynn, you know, right there being able to critique you and stuff, that was really cool. Um so that was awesome. But even in Mexico, I had Phoenix and Pentagon mm. that would critique me. You know, all, I tell people this all the time. Like, all of my guy friends got signed to AEW. And all of my girlfriends got signed to NXT. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's like a huge split yeah. um, in my friends. But, yeah, I've, it was it was cool. It was fun. It just, it was just, um, it was a great experience to mm-hmm. be part of, but yeah, the whole, I don't, I didn't really gain any new followers. That's the other thing oh. from it. So mm-hmm. I still have the same number of followers I've always had. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wish, I wish I would have got that cute little check mark, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, will we see you again, again there in the near future or you have no idea as of yet? know if they you know reach out to me obviously i would love to work for them again um 
but if they don't, then I don't know. I tell everyone all the time. They're like, well, why don't, why aren't you on AEW or why aren't you on WWE? And it's like, um, I don't book for them. (laughs) So like some things are just out of my control. You know, there's only so much I can do. So yeah, I'd love to work with them. Um, absolutely would love that. So yeah, they know where to find me. Yeah. Um, what's your opinion on the current state of the wrestling business, given what's gone on this year with the pandemic and the speaking out movement? I think the speaking out movement started really, really good. It started off and it was, you know, something that I thought should have happened. Mm-hmm. However, I think it took an ugly turn and there were a lot of people that took advantage of a situation and they, you know, started lying about people they started you know turning it into oh this person didn't book me for their show because i didn't have professional looking gear so they need to be canceled like stupid stuff like that you Mm -hmm. know and it's kind of like well this is the entertainment business and if you don't have professional looking gear unfortunately like that's a real thing in the entertainment business you know people Mm -hmm. shouldn't get canceled because of that so like it i think it started off really good and then i think um Certain people took advantage of that and turned it into something, like, really bad. Um, So that's all I'm going to say about the speaking out movement. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I think that a lot of promotions, um, like, because we, for a while there, we were having, like, there were four or five promotions running every single night, like, there were so many places you could go and work and make money and like so many shows. And now I think it's more of the few select that have stayed around and it's good, but at the same time, it's not so good because it turns it into a very, um, a bigger fight than what it used to be for wrestlers. True. Um, since we're down in the, Holiday tradition. Um, what's been your favorite family holiday traditions? Um, this year's the first year that I'm actually going to be spending it like with my whole family. Wow. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's been a while, and I don't know if we all have to go back into quarantine. Um, like, if they reinstate the stay-at-home orders, then no one will be, you know. But, like, we just get together as a family like you know food and like we play games and stuff like that um it's not really a tradition it's just kind of what we do yeah (laughs) yeah oh man so um is and um what is uh because you know i'm puerto rican so we know we have our own traditional stuff what's a traditional like brazilian cuisine for like the family holidays so I think it's different for everyone, but obviously we always have like feijoada and we have like um, sweets and cakes and uh, we have like ham and, you know, it's always like something like that mm-hmm. for Christmas. So it's very much kind of the same thing as you guys have in America, except for we have like feijoada on top of it. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's we've kind of like my mom when we moved to America, she kind of took 
on the traditions of America. Like we celebrate our Brazilian holidays too, but she always told us, you know, we're moving into their country. So we need to learn their language. We need to follow like their rules. Like we need to adjust to them. It's not us move to their country and have them adjust to us, Mm. you know? So, uh, we very much did a lot of American, you know, traditional things. Like we used to go caroling together, uh, with our church and like, you know, just like that good old, what people say, oh, they used to do that back in the 50s or the 60s. No, they used to do that in the 90s and 2000s, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's that's kind of uh, more what we do. Like, we do the whole stockings, and we open a present before, like the night before. And, oh, okay. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, how you been, you know, with everything with the quarantines, like the gyms were closed for a while. I believe, I don't know if everywhere, but like some gyms are open. Like how you been prepping yourself since, you know, you're being in shape and being, you know, being fit is your moneymaker right there. Like how, what, um, alternatives have you used to training and working out? So I'm very fortunate. I, when I lived in Austin, I had uh, four acres, and I had quite a bit of, like, uh, just free weights that I had collected, and, like, I went and got a ladder, and, you know, other items, like I had a jump rope, other items that I collected, so I was able to do just a bunch of, like, hit-at-home weighted circuits, and then um, I moved to Utah back in July. And when I moved to Utah, my brother, because of the pandemic, built a full-blown CrossFit gym in his garage. So I was very fortunate that I got to use that, you know, so I wasn't, I, he doesn't have a leg press machine, um, but he has like a leg extension, a hamstring curl, like he's got the, you know, the, uh, he's got free, free weights, kettlebells, slam balls. Um, he has like the lap pull machine. He has a cage, you know, so you can do pull-ups and like hanging leg curls and like all sorts of like squats. And, you know, his weights go up uh, almost 400 pounds. Like, so I was very fortunate I got that. So I was able to continue my regular gym workout with that. I know it's so hard because everybody, you know, everybody pretty much has a home gym or if like you're, if you're trying to get weights like at a Target or something, they're pretty oh much gosh, just sold out. so expensive. <laughs> yeah. But or they're just, expensive too. Like yeah. the price of them just went up. Like it, it was crazy. And like I remember I bought one of my kettlebells for like seven bucks yeah. and the same kettlebell, I went back to the store, the same kettlebell, they jacked the price up to like $25. I'm like, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> you know? So... Yeah, it's crazy. It was nuts. Like, you couldn't find anything. Yeah. I don't know if I asked you this question before, but because we talked a few other times, but um, I'm just curious because I don't, I don't know if you answered this before, but what, what really got you into wrestling? Um, so when I was younger and I first moved to America, I would um, 
I would sneak into the main house. So we slept in a house. Um, it was kind of like a guest house, but not really because there was no separate bedroom. There was no kitchen. It was just like a bathroom and a small room. So there was four hammocks, a single bed, and a recliner mm-hmm. in it. And it was really small, like really small. And I would sneak into the main house, and the only thing on the TV that late was, like, wrestling. And I remember watching it. My mom would come and, like, pull me back. And I couldn't understand what they were saying, but I could feel the emotions and stuff. You know, so I was always really into that. And then I was a tomboy growing up, so I did wrestling, played football. I was on the swim team. Um, I was on, like, the hockey league. Uh, And then... I almost died like seven and a half years ago. And when my mom went to a hospital and she was like, you know, you've done everything I've asked you to do. So, you know, you you should probably do something you'd love to do. And I was like, okay. So when I got released um, and I was able to start working out again, I Googled like professional wrestling and, um, there were a few different places that popped up and I told my mom, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. And, you know, I called it a bunch of different schools, but they were so expensive and I couldn't afford it. So finally, um, George Dillies at APW was like, Oh yeah, come in, whatever, you know? So I popped up in there and the rest is history. I've, I've been there ever since. And yeah, I've got to travel the world and train with a bunch of different, very well-known, very amazing wrestlers throughout my whole career. So it's been great. Yeah, you know, I think wrestling or any job is a blessing and a curse for everybody. You know, whether what you know, no matter what type of field you're working in, what's been the blessing? Right. What's been the blessing and what's been the curse? Uh, in wrestling? Yes, for you. So I think there is a lot (laughs) like the blessings that have come with it is that I am actually like I am truly happy wrestling um and entertaining like I've always wanted to be an entertainer and an Olympic gymnast like and that was it and professional wrestling was it Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like the happy medium yeah but like um you know, so that is the blessing out of it. And then the curse out of it is I didn't realize I was going back into high school when I joined. <laughs> so it's very, <laughs> like, it's very political and clicky. And, yeah. um, like, so that's, that's, I just was not prepared for that. I thought everyone was grown adults and out of high school, and they're not. Yeah. So. Well, could it be like, you know how when you work at a job, like you're working with younger younger kids, like let's say if you're 30 years old, you're working with someone who's 21, the mentality is a little bit different from you. Is it like that type of situation where someone is, you know, if you're dealing with someone who's younger, they're not fully mature as of yet, or is it some, some different circumstances? No, it's just very much like, because... I don't, I always tell people this and I've heard this from other and even from legends, from other people and legends that professional wrestling's name is the very first word is professional, but Mm -hmm. it's the least professional business out there. 
Mm, right and it's and it's interesting because like at first i was like oh whatever whatever and then i was like oh damn no they're right it's it's not that professional like it's very um but i think it's any entertainment business it's very much not only who you know but like you know what like it's hard to explain it's really hard to explain um you'd have to like yeah, it's, but everyone, like, there's a bunch of girls out here in Vegas right now, because that's where I'm at. I'm doing this Poder Dos out here with Edward Laredo, and, like, some of the girls were talking, and they were telling me their experiences in it, and they, like, said the same words. They were, like, yeah, professional wrestling is, like, the least professional business I've ever been in, and I just sit there kind of, like... Uh, yeah, because no one writes the rules in this business. It's the promoter that writes the rules or whoever is part of the locker room writes the rules. And if they decide to change the rules like last minute, they can. But in any corporation in the business, there is a business plan and like strict, you know, like this is how you get hired. This is the qualifications you need. This is what you need. This is and in wrestling it's not like that you know they say well you need to be qualified you have to be trained and it's like no you don't like Mm -hmm. there are people signed that aren't trained there are you know and then the training comes like there are people that have like no idea uh what they're doing or have ever been in this area of wrestling before and they're doing that and then they set their own rules and their own standards and their own guidelines it's like there is no business plan in professional wrestling it is made up per promotion per place and whenever they decide to switch that up it gets switched up does that make sense yeah like from a business point of view on average how many hours do you train a day like to keep your body in shape for wrestling like how many hours a day do you train out like six hours a day uh six hours a day okay wow okay and is, yeah. does it basically involve like a lot like a lot of calisthenics or is it just like um a lot of um a lot of like i do so i do like two and a half hours of weights oh wait wow okay. and yeah and then because like you have to rest and stuff like that and yeah. um and then I do, like, in-ring cardio, but even now it's, like, super hard to get into the ring. So I'll go, like, running outside or else I'll go hiking. Um, and it's not, like, back-to-back all this stuff, right? So, like, in the morning I'll do – I have a Twitch stream that I do, and I do, like, working out and meditation on it every morning. And so I'll do that, and it's all weights or box jumps, right? And then, like, I'll go eat, and I'll hang out with my family, and then I'll be like, oh, I need to go for a hike, and I'll go for a hike for, like, an hour, and then I'll come back, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go ride my bike, and then I'll come back, and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go to the ring for, like, an hour or two, and then I'll go to the ring for an hour or two, and then by that time, you're ready into six hours. So it's not like, oh, every single day she wakes up and she does six hours consistently of working out. No, it's just, like, collectively throughout the day. And um, I know you eat very healthy. And how's that been going for you? Like, how's the how's... Um, So I go through my phases, right? Like okay. everyone. Like I, I did keto for a really long time. Uh, and then I'd get off of it. Like I do it for two months, three months. Then I'd get off it. And then I get back on it. Then I get off it. Then I get back on it. Um, and then like, 
you know, like the meal prepping and stuff. But like for the most part, I eat like food. People are always like, oh, what protein do you take? What supplements do you take? I don't. I don't do any of that. Uh, Especially now with like the pandemic, it's really like hard to meal prep. So, you know, I pretty much just try to be very conscious of what I eat, Mm -hmm. especially like living back home with my parents. Uh, they like, you know, she has so much food. She has so much candy. There is somebody at my door. Uh, I'm so sorry. All right. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. It's fine. I'm doing a podcast, girl. Come in. Are you doing a podcast? Yeah, you're good. (laughs) Sorry. It's Ray's. Uh, So anyways, yeah, it's like, so it's been really hard, but I always try to like eat protein. I love vegetables. I've always loved vegetables, though. It's it's just how like I've always been. So yeah, it's... uh, it's been quite difficult because you're at home and it's like, what am I going to do? Oh, I know. I've always wanted to learn how to bake this cake. And then I bake the cake, <laughs> you know, and then it's like, okay, I can have a slice and throw the whole damn thing away. Cause I can't eat the whole thing. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's kind of how my diet has been going right. lately. Has it been easier being at home or is it harder being at home and trying to stay like consistent in your like eating and whatnot and exercising? Because, you know, we, all have that complacency where we're home it's like oh we're home and we're relaxed i don't need to do that i'm home like do you have that do you struggle with that mentality like oh should i do this should i do that or i'm home i got this yeah so like uh when i lived on my own and not with my parents uh, definitely it was easy super easy right had my own schedule i did my own stuff but now that i live like with my parents it's so hard like I and they always want to be around me too and I'm not a very clingy person like I like my space and my time and they are like suffocating um I love my parents don't get me wrong but they are they're super suffocating I think every parent is like that with their child right yeah Uh, (laughs) but yeah like they you know I'll be eating like something really healthy I'll cook it up and they'll like order pizza or else they'll you know like make something super not like healthy and then it's like okay I gotta try it my mom's like super Italian so if you don't eat her food she gets very offended oh boy yeah that's the same thing in Puerto Rican culture like she watch you like they'll watch you and make sure you eat it all is it good is it good like (laughs) you know yeah like no that's how it is it's like Oh, does it taste okay? And I'm always like, God damn it, mom. <laughs> and you feel obligated, you, know? you have to eat it, yep. <laughs> yeah. It totally sucks. I'm always like, what the hell? But no, it's good. I love my parents. Absolutely love them. They are great people. So. Yeah. Well, in a way, that's it's awesome too because you know you're back home and you know especially during it's 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 good that you're home during the holidays too because you know I'm sure like you've been on the road a long time and you haven't really been home like that so right isn't it a blessing too just to be home with family? Yeah, I actually got to meet my brother, my younger brother. Uh, well, he just had his wife just had a baby, but oh, prior to having this fourth child, yeah. thank yeah. you, yeah. I'll tell her that. But prior to having this fourth child they had two other smaller kids that i never met i met his oldest but i never met the two other kids wow they knew who i was but i had no idea who they were i mean i knew that he had kids i just didn't know who they were because i was so busy traveling and you know everything like that like wrestling consumed me pretty much wow 
that's crazy. So like you, they like they knew who you were, but you didn't know who they were. <laughs> it was just crazy. Yeah, well, I knew who they were. Like there is photos and stuff that I yeah. saw of them, but like you know, that's all I knew. I didn't yeah. know how old they were or anything. So yeah. Yeah, there was no, uh, there was no connection, right? There was no connection. Yeah, you just saw his the oldest pictures. daughter yeah. is six, and his <laughs> second youngest son is five, and now they have a newborn baby. So there you go. Wow, the family's getting yeah. big. <laughs> right, I know. It's uh, crazy. Yeah. Um. Do you feel like um, if quarantine wouldn't happen, you wouldn't be home? Is it is it because of the situation that's arise in the world? that's a hard question because I don't know what would have happened if quarantine wouldn't have happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know that's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And I hate speculating too, because it's kind of like, what ifs Mm -hmm. is sometimes bring people down. They're like, Oh, but what if I just did this, this could have happened. And it's like, no, let's not think that way. Yeah. It's like the movie sliding doors were going to fall true. I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, you know, with the state of the world now, you know, like movie theaters are pretty much shut down unless you have like a mom and pop theaters where they're showing like 1984 Ghostbusters. Um, a lot of a lot of movies, a lot of stuff is streaming now. Like to me, I think now physical media is about to be dead. I think it's going to be in a few years is going to be like the Betamax or the VHS tapes. You know, that's my opinion uh-huh. that everything is going to be streaming. Um, do you feel yeah. like technology is a good thing or do you even think yourself we will go back to going to a movie theater again like do you even see that possible so interesting thing about me i hate movies (laughs) Um, i don't i rarely watch tv so the fact because i hate commercials too Well, you know, if you watch Netflix, uh, there's no commercials. You can pretty much watch the movie straight no, up. That's, or, yeah. that's what I was getting to. Oh, okay. Is that I love the fact that, like, Shit's Creek, yeah. I remember watching it a long time ago and just being like, I can't take it. Like, these commercials, this is crap. Like, <laughs> this whole, like, whole entire um, episode is 15 minutes long, but there's so many damn commercials, I can't get through it. Yeah. So I stopped watching it, and now it's on Netflix, and I just watch it all the way through. I'm in the last season, so I'm pretty excited to finish that. There's a lot of shows I've watched. I love watching documentaries, um, The Crown, Game of Thrones, like all that stuff. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. the fact it streams. Let me ask you a question. Are you a person, when you watch a show, do you binge it? Or do you like the method where, like, Amazon and um, Disney Plus, where they have The Mandalorian, where it comes out every Friday? Or do you like an episode to come out every Friday and watch it? Or or you like something that's all in one shot and you just binge watch it? What do you... Um, I think it depends. Okay. It just depends. Yeah. Uh, The Mandalorian, like, last season was so good that I wish it was just, like, all in one shot, right? Yeah. Game of Thrones, the first season and the second season, I was all about that. I was like, no, it needs to be all out now. Yeah. But then the third season, like, as it went on, I didn't care that it was, I was okay with it, you know, coming Mm. out every week. Yeah. Um, so I guess it just depends the show and stuff, but definitely, um, like when Marvel came out, Mm -hmm. you know, with all their stuff, it was like, I definitely went to the movie theater. I was in there watching it all there because I, I like comic books. So 
that was really cool to watch. And I was like, no, I can't believe that. You know, like when they introduced Thanos, I was just like, this is bullshit. I got to wait how many years until this crap comes out? You know, so it was like, that was crap. But other than that, like, I, I think it's a good thing. I hate though social media because it's all fake. Yeah. Right? Yeah. People post stuff because people think the way that somebody perceives you is the real reality. Yeah. And I feel like it brings along a lot of mental illness with that. And people get depressed and they get in these lows because if they don't have all these clicks and all these likes, then, you know, so I feel like it's that's the downfall. You lose our sight of reality and what is really important. Um, and like just being able to connect with people and like social norms, right? So like when you do meet somebody, maybe you're great with the whole typing thing up, the whole social media stuff. But then when you go somewhere and you meet them face to face, you get really awkward because you don't know what to do. You know, you lose that connection to people. So it's like a love hate thing. I think the whole uh, internet, social media, like all that stuff. I think social interaction is really important to people, even if you do it like small in small, mm-hmm. you know, portions. I still think it's it's very necessary for yeah. us. Um, how do you consider yourself? Are you a person who's a social butterfly? You're an extrovert or introvert? Introvert. Again, it depends on the day mm-hmm. and how many like shows I've had. So before, <laughs> yeah. I would tell you I'm definitely an introvert. Um, I socialize with people so much when I'm not, I don't have a show. I just want to sit at home. And now it's like I don't have all that anymore, and I just want that social interaction all the time now. So I think things, uh, certain circumstances have like changed, I think, the way I interact with people. Do you remember the last movie you saw at the movie theaters? No. Before the I don't. Wow, really? Okay. I remember the last movie I, I saw don't. was The Invisible Woman. That was the last movie I saw and like it's wow. just yeah, and it's just so crazy like I figured like if there's no movies that are back I'm like, wow, the last movie I saw was The Invisible Woman. That was the last one I saw. And then I believe uh before that was Fantasy Island. That was the other movies I saw. But like everything is just like Everything has just changed. To me, the world just changed. It's just crazy because there's no movie theaters, but the bars are open. And even though there's supposed to be like six feet social distancing, no one really shows social distance at a bar. So it's just kind of like an oxymoron for certain cases, especially like diners or restaurants. You have to go in with a mask, but you got to take out your mask to eat. And everybody's, you know, there's like six feet apart, but people cough or they don't cover their mouth. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just so weird with the things that are going on. No one's ever covered their mouth when they coughed. So it's <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I think that's just yeah. the world. It's disgusting. Yes. I've always thought it was gross. People sneeze. They don't cover their nose. They like, you know, it's, yeah. I've always was like, oh, and then when they were wearing masks, the funniest thing I see is um, people will wear their masks. But then they'll go to sneeze and they'll pull their mask down. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, like, it's uh, it's hilarious. They'll pull their mask down and then they'll like sneeze in their elbow or something. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't get it. Like, it's it's just funny. Like, it, it, uh, human race is real interesting. I mean. And we're all really weird in our own way. So, yeah. Like, I have to tell you this. So, uh, 
Ruby came and picked me up at the airport, right? Yeah. We are driving in and we're trying to find a parking spot because we're staying at the link. And <laughs> there are these two people and they are just going at it. And they aren't even, they don't even care that like we're trying to park in the stall that they're having an argument in because it's packed. Like there's so many people, you know, parked here and we're trying to, and it's like the only one open. And so finally she's like, no, we're going to go to another stall. And they are literally like walking in front of us, yelling at each other. And so we get out and we go to take our bags out and they are like yelling at each other and i'm just like this is awkward i'm gonna put my mask on because i'm just gonna start laughing because i laugh in awkward situations <laughs> and they are like yelling and yeah apparently apparently update on them she was coming back up to the room and they the brown-haired one was was crying so i don't know what happened but it was crazy yeah there's some crazy people here and it's funny that you can wear a mask now you can even stick your tongue out at people or laugh at them and stuff like that because it covers up your whole like frown so like there's so oh, many yeah. things people could do with masks it's crazy oh yeah you know and I'll, yeah i come i can just smirk at them right and be like super pissed off and all i have to do is squint my eyes and they think i'm smiling but i'm really not i'm like <laughs> mm, yeah I know. To me, like, masks are like the new Jordans because now you can get masks with logos, your own logos. You could get different type of masks, 80s masks, He-Man masks, Transformers masks, all types of masks. Are you a person that has, like, a collection of masks or you just have, like, a simple mask? I do. You, I do. I have, I have, like, three. Oh, three well, masks? Okay. No, no, I don't. I have, like, a whole slew, right? So I have a whole bunch of black masks and I have, like, three white masks. Yeah. And then I have, um, like, four black ones again. But my four black ones, I have two that say essential on it, yeah. right? And, like, little diamond rhinestones. And then I have two that say over it on it. <laughs> and I wear them everywhere. Like, everywhere. And it's funny because yesterday somebody's like, does that say suck it? I'm like, whatever. I don't care at this point. <laughs> Oh shit! Is there's like certain masks you wear for certain places? Like, like this is my Walmart mask. I'll wear this to Walmart. Or this mask I'm wearing because I'm going shopping or I'm going out to eat, so I'm going to wear this mask. Do you do that now? Like, you know how people do that with like clothes and sneakers? Or are you somebody that does that with mask? Uh, no. For the most part, no. Except okay. for my white masks. My white masks I wear uh, when I don't have makeup on. So I'll ah. wear those that, or when I go into the hospital, especially when I go into like the cancer unit, yeah. because that's like, I don't know if you know this, but like, if you wear a white mask in the hospital, it means you're like part of the cancer patient unit and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, there's that. Uh, it's just it's a different life we're living now christy it's just so crazy how like who would have ever thought if you would have thought like in what january when the coronavirus was happening that we would be living in the world we're living in now with all this stuff that's happening all these rules and regulations and furloughed and whatnot like who would have ever thought this would be possible i didn't think it was gonna get this bad but yeah. i definitely thought that the world is so like paranoid about everything all it would take is one political party to like mm -hmm. steer everyone in that direction for sure yeah yeah 
You know, like I just figured like we would have been, I don't know, like somewhere over this a little bit, but it doesn't seem like we're really getting over the hump of anything. It just seems like it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And it's like a tally. It's almost like a tally of, all right, um, two to two, two, um, 12,000 people just got coronavirus now. And, and, you know, before it was like the presidential polls who's leading and, and, and who won the electoral college. And now is basically coronavirus central all the time. So it's just, it, it's a crazy world yeah. we're living in now. It's, I just, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, if we have to do this, just do it out of respect for everyone else, whether you believe in it or not, you know, it comes down to like, let's just respect everyone. And, um, you know, let's just do that. But the interesting thing is like, they're talking about the vaccine. However, I can't take the flu shot because I'm allergic to eggs. I'm highly allergic to eggs. And the flu shot has, is like the main component is eggs. And so because it's a virus, the COVID is very similarly based, egg based. And it's like, do you know how many people are allergic to eggs? Like those people aren't going to be able to take the vaccine either. And it's kind of like, and let's all just remind ourselves, it's a virus, There is no cure for a virus that is ever mutating and transforming. What you can do is get a suppressant for the virus that will suppress major symptoms from it, right? So that's the thing. People are like, it's a cure. I'm like, it's not a cure. There's no cure for viruses. If you're in biology or study chemistry, you you know this, you know? Wait a minute. So then you, since you're allergic to that, you never really, you never got a a flu shot, basically, right? You never... Never in my life. Wow. Never in my life. I think I've gotten the flu maybe three or four times in the past 10 years. Yeah. Actually, maybe even longer than that. I don't get sick, though, because I'm super OCD. Like, I wash my hands all the time. I don't, you know, like, people are sick. I still try not to go around them, and I never wear a mask. Like, I just don't. I take care of myself very well. I eat all different types of foods, you know. Like, I'm I'm just a very, I think it's because I ate food off the ground when I was a child. I think that has to do with it. I think Mm. the more crappy food you ate when you were a kid, like dirty, nasty stuff off the ground, I I think like your body built an immunity to all that. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I was the kid when, you know, I saw a Christmas story and I saw the kid stuck his tongue to the pole. I went around licking a bunch of poles. So I'm pretty sure all the nastiness that were on those poles definitely helped my immune system. <laughs> oh, that's so Speaking of Christmas movies, um, do you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. No, you don't. I want you see because no. I always tell people Die Hard is a Christmas movie because it happens during Christmas. So why is it not? Is that is that it? So if it something happens during Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, didn't know that was a stipulation. So yes, then it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, because think think about it like this. Like um, I don't know if you are, are you familiar with the Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah. Okay, the first Lethal Weapon, right? Um, yeah. Um, directed by Shane Black. The whole, the whole, basically, the whole movie is basically about a, a, a cop who like lost his wife, and he's kind of crazy, and but he's actually not crazy, and 
you know, you know, to put a long story short, the whole premise of the movie, it happens during Christmas. The whole thing is around the Christmas holiday. Uh, so Christmas so a weapon is a Christmas movie. I consider that a Christmas movie. Yes. You okay. know, be little, I wouldn't, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't consider Die Hard a Christmas movie either, but now that the stipulation is it has to happen during Christmas for it to be a Christmas movie, then sure. Yeah, because that's like, all right, another example. All right, Jingle All the Way, even though it's Jingle All the Way because the title is a Christmas, like Jingle, Jingle Bells, Jingle All the Way, the whole premise of the movie is him buying a toy for his son so he could open during Christmas. So, Got it. you know, but I'm saying that's just my opinion It's all subjective, but you know, I just, I, I was just curious to see what you like. And, and speaking of Christmas movies, since you don't consider, let's say Die Hard and Lethal Weapon of Christmas movies, what is your top three go-to Christmas movies for you to watch with hot cocoa? Uh, I don't drink hot cocoa, but. Uh... <laughs> or hot cider or anything hot. Like hot. Yeah, but... cider. Okay. Uh. I like The Grinch, the one with Jim Carrey. I think it was absolutely wonderfully executed. The original uh, Grinch cartoon, the original one, not the new one. I think the new one sucks. Yeah. Um, And, oh, wow, what other one do I like? Hmm. Elf? Are you a fan of Elf? No. No? Okay. A Christmas no. Story? No? You just uh, said that. Not really. It's like, I mean, I've seen it, but I think it's bland. Okay. Are you a so, fan of the Christmas... like, sorry. I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, it's a little depressing. Well, there's the, you know, the Christmas Chronicles 2, part one and part two. There's the Santa Claus. There's a lot of plethora of Christmas movies that are out there. Yeah. I'm more like, oh, I love Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, wow. Okay. That's that. a classic. Yeah. Instant I classic. Know. Yeah. I know. I have the whole series. I have the great pumpkin. Wow. I have a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Like, yeah, I like that stuff. Wow. Okay, so give me one more. So you got like Charlie Brown, you said. Uh-huh. What's what's the last one? What's the last one? Uh probably uh oh, uh a white Christmas. Oh wow, that's a classic. Wow, Christy. Uh-huh. That's a classic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, throwbacks. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't say like like a Christmas Carol like with Scrooge and all that. I was surprised you didn't say that. Oh, that was a great one, the original yes, one, or yeah. the Ducktales one, the one with like Scrooge McDuck. Yes, yes. <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Yeah. One. Oh man. And then there's like March of the Wooden Soldiers. If you're like you know, that's a little <gasps> oh. the Nutcracker. Yes. I love the Nutcracker, not the new Nutcracker. It sucks, but like the actual Nutcracker ballet. I love yeah. it, and I love Swan Lake. Too. Oh wow! Look at that. That's interesting. Oh, I know the Nutcracker is really, really nostalgic, and it's really good. There's so many plays about the I'm Nutcracker. Very too. artsy. Like I don't think people realize that. Like I honestly, my whole life wanted to be an entertainer, and like I love watching Brent Cabaret hair. Like not the hair you guys know, but the actual hair with men running around with long ass hair. Like it's yeah. it's a theater Broadway show. Like. Yeah. I love that stuff. Oh. Absolutely love it. So I'm very like, yeah, I'm very cultured. Yeah. Um. Ha, um. In New York, have you been to a Broadway show in New York? And if so, what Broadway show have you seen? I've been to a few of them. Oh. So, um, I've been to a lot of operas. Um, I've been to like Pirates of Penzance. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to Hair Cabaret Rent. I've been to all those. Have you been to um, um Light at the Piazza? No. No, Porgy and Bess. I'm trying to think of ones that I've seen. 
No. Hamlet. Hamlet, okay. Uh, Midsummer's Night's Dream. Okay. Um, Hamilton. Oh, uh, what's it called? The Book of Mormon. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, like the new ones too, right? So I've yeah. seen The Nutcracker multiple times. Seen Swan Lake multiple times. Uh, there was one opera I saw. It was quite sad. I can't remember what it's called, but it was amazing. Like, I've seen a lot of them in, like, different languages and stuff and all around the world. Like, my dad, um, he used to work for Delta Airlines. I used to fly standby, like, for free, pretty much. And I was very fortunate to travel all around the world. And uh, I was able to go and see different uh, musicals and orchestras and symphonies and like you know just pieces of in different countries so no oh, that's amazing yeah like I, I think that's another thing about the quarantine i miss going to a broadway show like i you know i went to new york last year and i regret like oh i'll come back another year and see it now we're quarantined yeah. there's no broadway it just sucks it really sucks no it's rough it's a little rough yeah um I'm winding down, Christy. Um, what is ha well? I won't speak to you probably for New Year's, but um, have you made like a resolution for yourself or something? You know how people say, "Oh, I'm gonna for New Year's, I'm gonna give this up," or "I'm gonna do this for New Year's." Is there something you have in mind, or you haven't even thought about that yet? I haven't even thought about it. Like not at all. Okay. I haven't thought about any of it. Yeah, I'm just kind of like. Right now, I'm just taking everything day by day. I guess I just want everything in my life to kind of settle, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that would probably be my New Year's resolutions to have everything just settle yeah. in my life. Yeah. And winding down from January 2020 till now, um, is there anything you wish you would have changed or everything is, is so far okay the way it's meant to be? Yeah, I wish I would have got signed for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like yeah. you know, just like I wish, I wish like you know maybe COVID never happened. And um, yeah, it's really hard for me to say like what I wish wouldn't have happened. So uh, yeah, it's, I don't because I don't know because I don't know what would have happened. You know, if yeah. the opposite happened. So. Yeah. yeah. And um, winding down, Christy, my usual question, what would the Christy of today tell the Christy of yesterday? Uh, don't worry about people. People are going to talk. Just do you and stress a little bit less of all the bullshit they say. Mm. I know. I, think like, I say that every time I talk to you. Yeah. It, it's crazy because I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I hear something in your voice, like, is, is there, have there been issues with people that they're just getting on your, certain people getting on your nerves that you just like don't want to deal with it? It's just like, or is just like, that's just in general that in life. I feel, no, I just think that like the more in anything, right? Yeah. Like the, the better you get 
or the more you progress or the healthier you get mentally, people see that and they want to tear you down. And I don't know why that happens, yeah. but it's, it's really, it's annoying. Like I hate watching it happen to other people and because I hate watching it happen to other people. And I, I you know, I've experienced it myself. I always feel like I have to step in and be like, no, like, don't do that. You know, that's not okay. Like you shouldn't do that because I feel like somebody should have done that for me. So yeah, I hate watching that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. And, um, the, the way the world is now of everything's happening in the world, like, you know, the life of quarantine, um, people doing certain things to get ahead in life or people being furloughed. And, um, a lot of people are doing different things. Um, you see the, like you see humanity going on a downward spiral or you think we're going to rise above this and, and just be like everybody so far, it seemed like, you know, there are situations that happen in the world where you have like crisis of different situations where people dealing with stuff and then, you know, like tragedy divides people and, you know, stuff that was going on in the world, like the presidencies and whatnot divided people. But I think like with the coronavirus, a lot of people were kind of like banding together, I think. Well, from what I've seen in my little community, but like, you know, people, you know, people going crazy over sanitizer and toilet paper. Like, do you think humanity, <laughs> do you think humanity has somewhat evolved during this crisis, during the pandemic? Um, I think we all realized how much we really are selfish. And yeah. I think people went into fight or flight because it's, yeah animal instincts and we still have that in us right yeah, true. it's That's better so true. me than you mm -hmm. um so i feel like a lot of people went into that fight or flight initially and then they you know took a step back and they're like okay this was a little excessive and then you know they realized like no we need to like start helping each other and stuff like that so um we are evolution. How evolution works is it always kills off the weak and upgrades the strong. Um, people are like, that's so mean to say, but it's biologically, that's what happens in the world. You yeah. know, it's almost like you get upgraded like a video game, like, oh, we all leveled up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. our kids are immune to certain things that like our grandparents weren't immune to and you know our bodies are ever evolving so i feel like we absolutely as um, the human race as an animal race as you know in this world uh, that is ever evolving in evolution we will you know rise up again like always yeah and it's crazy how toilet paper hand sanitizer weights like they're the biggest things like happening during the coronavirus where people can't get a hold of early on it's just so crazy yeah. you know like i never yeah like if you tell me uh, oh hand sanitizer and toilet paper will be hard to find during like early pandemic i in and, and weights that would i would be like yeah right okay who's gonna want to get that but 
So that's the thing. Like, I was always taught that you need to, like, have food storage or, like, you know, a supply of food for at least, you know, five years for Mm -hmm. however many people living in your family at all times and water, right? Yeah, yeah. I was always taught that. So, like, when the pandemic hit, and not only that, I'm super OCD my whole life. I've been that way. So... I, and I'm very clean, like so clean. I have so much, like I already had like all this Lysol, all these uh, <laughs> paper products. Like I just, con- I consistently have it because wow. there is nothing worse than running out of something when you really need it. Right. So I always have a supply in the stock. So I always had it. So when everyone was going crazy for it, I didn't really stress out or worry about it because I had that stuff. I was prepared for you know like do you remember y2k yes oh yeah Woo. the internet's gonna shut down we're all gonna yep. right so like yeah. i already had all of that like i had all of that stuff because from my parents you know they were like oh the internet's gonna shut down and i'm like okay but can't you survive without the internet yeah people taking money out of the bank and whatnot because people were scared yeah. i remember all that oh my god yeah yeah so like you know it was just like I don't know. I thought it was silly. Um, I don't think, you know, people's healths and lives are silly. That's not what I'm saying. Cause I, I know how people are just going to take something I say and they're going to like flip it around to, you know, whatever for themselves. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely, it was definitely like, Oh, I already have food storage. I already have this. I already have that. It was really weird to just watch everyone be like, the world's going to come to an end. No, the world's going to come to an end because you people are panicking. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I know, it's, yeah, it's, it's the way of the world now, you know, but who knows? Hopefully I, you know, I, I don't see anything happening in 2021. Like, I, I think we're going to be like this for a while. I just think this is the new norm, but I don't know. I could right. be, I, yeah, I, I could be wrong. It could be six months, seven months down the line. But if these yeah. other countries who are ahead of us were doing better and then it all happened again, like to me, I think we're, we're like the country that's like left behind. And then our, our, our rules started to change later on while countries were getting better. Like Italy was getting better. Then it got worse again. And I, I just, it's like it's unpredictable you can't really predict what's gonna happen you know it's just so right crazy it's like russian roulette almost, right right you know but um yeah. christy any final parting words anything you need to promote anything going on like i don't know 2021 coming up or anything um nothing that i know of except for if there are people listening to this that are gamers or on twitch please follow me at christy christ with an i J-A-Y-N-E-S. I do have a Twitch um, Uh channel. It is a workout and meditation channel. I do play Among Us. Other video games like DVD, Dead by Daylight, um, other video games, Phasmo, other stuff on there. So I do watch wrestling on there. So please follow me on there. Um, It's a whole lot of fun. The community is super loving and healthy and very supportive. Um, If you don't follow me on my social media channels, please do on Twitter and on Instagram. It's just ChristyJanes.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest Brazilian since Sonia Braga, Christy Janes, and the original Brazilian Wonder Woman. Christy, thank you so much. Always humble as always. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And happy holidays to you. Happy New Year. And um, I wish you the best. And God damn it, you're going to be signed by 2021. I guarantee it. 
you know? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.